I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. You've just tuned in to Rebel Wellness, the podcast that's here to revolutionize your approach to personal health and well-being. I'm your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales, and I'm thrilled to have you join our Rebel community. In a world that's saturated with fleeting diet trends and unrealistic beauty standards, we believe it's time for serious change. Our mission is simple yet profound, to empower women like you to break free from the confines of today's diet culture and embrace a holistic approach to health that's sustainable for the long haul. If you're like me, you're here to embrace the concept that true well-being encompasses every facet of your life, mind, body, and soul. Rebels believe in aligning our journey with our individual needs and values because a one-size-fits-all approach just simply doesn't cut it anymore. This podcast is your safe space to explore the depths of wellness guided by myself, experts, real life stories, and genuine commitment to your growth. You're here to begin your transformative journey, and it's time to discover your own version of balance in your health. Every week when you tune into Rebel Wellness, we'll learn, grow, and rebel against the polarizing outdated norms to finally achieve lasting vitality and joy. Because that sounds pretty great, right? Your journey starts now, and I am so excited that you're here. Welcome back to the show. I am really excited about today's topic. So for those of you who have known me for a while, you know that I am a lot of different, I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> and in the coaching world, like it's kind of important to be multifaceted in the sense of you are understanding different, I call them pillars of health. So we have to kind of have a really good foundation in our fitness or exercise for our body and movement rather. Um, mindset. Mindset's really important. It is honestly sometimes the most foundational component to your overall well-being. And then obviously there's your nutrition. And those three areas come together to kind of really support you for the long term, no matter what life throws at you, right? And that's why periodically I've kind of sprinkled in a little bit of mindset work because I have found it to be sometimes the most important part for long-term success for all my clients, for myself, for just everything in life. So today we're going to have a little gal to gal chat that I really wanted to have during this holiday season because our physical health gets like really impacted this season for many of us, maybe not all of us, but our mental health is what kind of kind of slides in and, and does some of the little sabotage. So if you struggle like every holiday season in a way that pushes you to like overconsume goodies or alcohol or just not take care of your body physically, like you stop working out or you stop your walking habits and things, whatever it is, today's episode just might be the per- permission that you needed to kind of hold better space for yourself during this holiday season. So today's topic, we are going to go all the way in on your mindset around how to kind of stay like mentally healthy in that like right zone (laughs) during all of the like shenanigans that go down during the holiday season. Um, Some of them we may not be fully conscious of, some of them we are completely conscious of. So wherever you stand on any of the topics that I kind of go over today, I hope that it helps you kind of look inward and just observe what is your current state in regards to these topics or 
when you are actually at these holiday parties, like we just had Thanksgiving, you know, maybe it's going to help you reflect on Thanksgiving and how everything felt for you and how you processed it. And then it'll help you practice it for once we get into the Christmas season or just holiday season in general, whatever you practice. Like this is a really social time. There's a lot of events and New Year's comes along, you know. So I just wanted to kind of intro that today because I think it's going to be important that you know why I'm going to be talking a little bit about what we're talking about today. And it's one of those things that I think you might be like, holy cow, I'm so glad that we had this pep talk because I didn't realize how much I needed to get some sort of verbal affirmation or permission to hold better boundaries for myself or have a different mindset when you head into family shindigs and stuff like that. So if you stay through this whole episode, which I really encourage Um, I'm going to share some of the best simple mindsets and habits that I have personally found immensely useful and helpful for myself. So I hope that it'll be just the same for you. But on the topic of holiday cheer, I would love to invite you to rate our show, share our show with other lovely females in your life that you think could really benefit from our mission here in Rebel Wellness. And I would also love to see you join our community at Rebel Wellness Podcast on Instagram or at Coached by Kales on Instagram. That's my flagship coaching page. And if you really want to come and join and learn all the great things that are kind of coming into the works here for the New Year's with my business, I would love you to come join my newsletter. You can pop over to coachkales.com and there's a multitude of ways to join our newsletter. That's going to be the best way to connect with the community. And I love to share a lot of health tips and such. And I've got so many great things that are coming out. So I hope that you can come join our newsletter. And um, if you do join our Instagram, say hello. I love to say hi, or I might say hi, (laughs) just open-ended, nothing salesy, just a hello. (laughs) Um, But without further ado, let's jump into this episode and chat about some things that I think you might want to hear. Okay, so kind of like I had mentioned it a little bit before, a lot of how I approach the topic today is going to be rooted in kind of a conglomeration of skills and concepts that I've learned from professional therapists, self-help books, podcasts, and honestly just straight up experience with humans in real life, since I've been coaching for over a decade now. But I invite you to practice some of these techniques or habits over the coming weeks to hopefully have a more enjoyable holiday season, like I was saying. And it's hopefully going to be a way for you to absorb new memories like in the moment, like being truly present, because presence is getting lost a lot nowadays. And I know personally, I really want to soak it up when I can, especially having lost important loved ones in the last years. So I definitely encourage you to consider getting into a better headspace as you move into the holiday season for the gift of being present and kind of storing memories that you chose to be a part of that you want to keep around, you know, long-term. And I'm also going to talk about how you let go of things that you don't want to be memories because sometimes, especially with family, like as a lot of us know, we have no control over other people, right? But we only have control over our reaction and how we store things or don't store things for the long-term. So that's going to be a really big undertone with a lot of what we talk about today. And on that same topic, we're going to go right into holding tight boundaries around your peace. So that's kind of a umbrella statement 
but I'm going to kind of give you a few instances of practical application of how you hold tight boundaries around your peace during the holiday season. So one of the first things is deciding like how many events or parties you actually have capacity for and sticking to that decision when you show up for it. So yes, you actually get to pick what you go to, how long you stay, where you want to be, you know, who you want to be around. And I know that some families can be overbearing about you being there just to be there because it's like what family does. It's what you always do. You always show up because your mom said you're at this party at this time. You know, why weren't you there? You know, there's a lot of navigating your family's relationships like one on one with parents or aunts and uncles, grandparents, you know, there's so many expectations. I think that's why so many of us get really overwhelmed in the holiday season. If you are somebody who doesn't have a healthy family dynamic, which honestly, unfortunately is really, really common. I am very blessed that to my dad's side of the family who raised me has very good emotional capacity all the way down to my little brother who just turned 21. We all are very emotionally intelligent and we weren't always that way, but the way that my grandmother actually set up our family. We always prioritized our sanity first. So even if there were family events where maybe there was family drama going on, I mean, there's always family drama in Filipino families. Like if you know Filipinos, you know, but other families do like any different, I mean, especially Caucasian families on my Caucasian side of my family, lots of random family drama, like, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I'm just being real because this is how we're relating to each other, right? Like, you know, that my family's not perfect and your family is probably not perfect and that's okay. But how we navigate that and our expectations we set is really important because we kind of think that we have to just do what the status quo was. We have to do what's expected of us. Right. But in reality, if you really want to change the game, you know, like a lot of the narratives right now are kind of like healing the generational trauma and doing better for your family moving forward, whether or not you want to have kids, or if you have kids right now, being the change is like a lot of all of our, all of us nineties and early 2000 babies and forward. There's a lot of emphasis on that right now, which I think is fantastic. But at the same time, it does take intention and knowing that like, you can't change your family. So expecting them to be where you're at right now is not realistic. But what you can do is really understand what you truly want. You, maybe your partner and your little family union and understanding that you have to hold space and boundaries around that as much as possible. And this is something that my fiance and I are like navigating right now. Now that we are a little family unit, (laughs) it's like, okay, we actually get to be our own group. Now we get to host things now because we have a home, you know, and we get to invite people and go places or whatever together. You know, it's no longer just I'm having to show up to this side of my family's house and that side of my family's house and then this uncle's place or whatever. And honestly, it's so much less stressful, especially now that like we kind of have our own thing and we get to choose to do our own thing. But whether or not family says anything behind our backs or to our faces, like that's not necessarily in our control, but how we respond to them is in our control. So I hope that makes sense. And it helps you know that, yeah, I totally acknowledge and understand that just being like, this is what I want to do this holiday season, suck it up. You know, like that doesn't always fly with a lot of families, especially families where somebody in the parental unit or whatnot has a very uh, 
strong hold on the family, like if they're a very controlling parent, um, sometimes that's really tough to navigate. So I totally hear you and I totally feel, on, feel you on that, but that would be my best advice for how you navigate that challenge. But on that same note, just to drive it home, remember you have full autonomy over what you choose to do. Whether or not you have a partner right now, like you can be your own unit on your own. You need to just stay really confident in your decision to be your own individual self <laughs> and not just do things because it's what's expected of you. And it's very freeing, but it can be a, a little bit isolating because people will be like, well, you didn't show up to our party. You don't, you don't want to spend time with us, you know? And if the truth is like, yeah, I don't really want to, then practicing letting that flow off. I'm going to get more into that in a moment. But um, you having autonomy over your like family during the holidays is really, really key. So some practical things that you can do is maybe you don't stay at your parents or their parents for an open-ended amount of time. Maybe you prepare like a word or a signal that you're like mentally spent and ready to go. And you decide that like when we both are in the right place to be like, yeah, I think I'm done that we call it. Or maybe one other person compromises if the other person is just like extremely overwhelmed. A lot of the times for partners going into their partner's family's house, the dynamics or personalities might be overwhelming and different than what they're comfortable with or whatnot. Um, and that's something that's really important for you to honor for your partner. And it doesn't mean that you're like writing off your family or abandoning them or anything like that just because your partner doesn't get along. I mean, that's something obviously to observe of like, do you super love everything about your family and their personalities? And do you think that your partner is just not a good fit? You know, sometimes that's important to people. But on the opposite end, if naturally your family or whatever is going on when you're at their family events is like just too much for your partner, like even if you want to stay a little bit longer or something like that, or you feel obligated to stay longer, I guess you have to make that distinction. But you also need to make sure that your partner feels heard and comforted and all that kind of stuff too. That's very important. So those are some things to kind of consider um, if you have the opportunity to be like, all right, when I say, I'm not going to say pineapple, everybody says pineapple as like a safe word or something, but let's say, say I say pickle or something like that. That means I am ready to go whenever soonest to that you want to go. That's a good kind of little thing to do together. Or maybe you decide that like one day is for one side and the other day is for another side. Or maybe you just decide to host and invite both sides. And if one can't make it, then like that's what it is for this holiday season. You know, you don't actually need to overextend yourself if somebody isn't reciprocating the effort. So make sure that you find that like happy balance for your life in your, your circle, in your family circle. That's something actually our therapist has kind of like brought forth to us as we kind of navigate like premarital things and stuff like that, which I highly recommend if you're somebody who's engaged and whatnot, you know, going into counseling and therapy is really important for just like facilitating really good in-depth honest conversation with your partner guided by somebody it doesn't mean that you already have issues or something like that it's actually really useful to use therapy to prevent issues <laughs> in the future and that's our goal and so that's exactly what we use it for but having these conversations and like learning this concept that like your family unit is a circle and you and your parents on both sides intersect with your circle and you prioritize and you communicate as much as possible and see what works and what doesn't. And if something doesn't work, like if somebody's just not making time in this area or that area, 
then that is what it is and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you owe anybody anything. It doesn't mean that they don't love you. It doesn't mean any of these things that we make something mean. In reality, it's just our times didn't align this year. Like, sorry, you know what I mean? And that's like hard for people to understand because we live in a world where everything is kind of a personal attack for some reason. (laughs) And in reality, we just have to become like adults about it and realize that somebody being like, I'm available this day. We're going to do this thing. If you can't make it, if you have work, if you have another family event, whatever it is, that's okay. I still love you and I want to spend time with you eventually, but like, I'm not going to spread myself thin to try to accommodate everybody else's particular choices for the holidays. And that might be new to a lot of you because a lot of us have been raised to just completely do whatever our parents have always done or what they want to do. And Parents have to understand that when you become an adult and you start your own family unit, you're starting your own family unit. Like you get to make your own autonomous choices of what you do. And so that's really important for you to think about if you are somebody who's felt really burdened by seven different holiday celebrations that you have to show up to and like maybe five of them you don't even really want to go to. You know what I mean? Maybe start something new. People may have a little bit of a fuss to say, but if they want to be there, they'll show up for you. If they can't be there, then they won't, but you can maybe get together in the new year or something, you know? So that's a really good topic to discuss because I totally have seen it with a lot of my clients as well. And we forget that we really don't owe people anything. We get to share memories together and express love in whatever ways we want to, but we don't owe anybody anything. So this next part is riffing off that same concept, (laughs) but I really invite you to remember that you don't have to show up to things that emotionally stress you out. So you don't need to overly engage with people or family drama that stresses you out as well. Like holiday season is already stressful and a lot of the times more people are stressed out because of these dynamics um, that go down between friends, family, work, whatever. And I know that might be easier said than done again, but Again, you don't owe anything to anyone and there's no obligations to engage with like your rude grandma who always comments on your weight if if it doesn't bring you some level of joy or contentment to engage with her. I know sometimes we feel like, oh, she's getting old, you know, I need to spend time with her because she's going to probably die soon. But like, she's just another person in your family, in your life. And unless you necessarily feel like you have this really great connection with her from a child that makes you feel good when you think about her you're not obligated to create a relationship with somebody who isn't creating a relationship with you outside of the holidays. And then it's also just critiquing you and making rude comments about you when you do see them. You know what I mean? We all have somebody that we know that is like that. Usually if you don't, then you're very lucky, but you can say hello in the moment. And if it starts to go in that uncomfy topic direction, like maybe just go the classic way of giving some reason to go elsewhere or do like the classic bathroom break, you know, something like in those zones, if you just want an easy out, like I'm a big fan of like easy outs like that, like little white lies, because it's like, if you're, if it's something that protects your peace and your space and your joy, like do it. It doesn't matter if it's something stupid or somebody later was just like, you didn't actually have to go to the bathroom because then you can just be like, yeah, I was really not enjoying our conversation or something like that. But a lot of people are not confrontational like I am. (laughs) I guess I'm not confrontational, but I just hold the line for like being honest with people a little bit more than a lot of people. And so that's where I think just using little 
phony little excuses is totally fine because sometimes it doesn't hurt their feelings and then it prevents you from getting your feelings hurt longer. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like go around lying to everyone, but if you're in a scenario like that, that is an easy way to get out of it. That's what I mean. But on that same note, I wanted to kind of transition into the topic of what is referred to as strong back, soft front. Technically, the whole phase is, phrase is strong back, soft front, wild heart, which is a concept that I learned from the amazing Brene Brown. If you don't know Brene Brown, you should. She's got a million amazing books. I would definitely recommend pretty much any of her talks also, like her audiobooks are amazing. But the concept upholds the mindset that you need to keep your front soft so that you're being warm, engaged, and vulnerable, but keep your back strong, which implies holding your ground when somebody takes advantage of you or wants to take advantage of you or harm you. In this case, or many cases, verbally, when people want to take a hit at you some way and take something away from you. So you're remaining soft and warm and vulnerable, but you're also holding your ground and staying confident in who you are. This skill, honestly, or mindset is really important to practice because I think the best people in the world uphold this strong back, soft front, wild heart, where no matter what comes at them and what they are faced with, they know the foundations to return to. They know that they put forth their best foot, but at the same time, they're okay for stepping back and standing strong, you know? And that's a really, really important concept to practice in something like the holidays because we are always going to kind of have an awkward conversation or something like that where we didn't feel like it really served us, you know? Because a lot of people are kind of serving a lot of crap on a platter for you because <laughs> the holidays, honestly, is when tons of insecurities come out. People put on these weird masks trying to pretend to be somebody else. Maybe you have, you know, I know I have in the past and you show up and you're trying to be somebody else and then somebody else is doing the same thing and you're a bunch of phony balonies kind of serving each other weird platters of crap <laughs> in conversation. And then you're like, okay, that just felt gross all the way around because it wasn't authentic. And it was just a bunch of measuring. <laughs> a lot of people know what phrase I was going to say, but something measuring. It's a lot of measuring against each other. And I think that it's super not uh, authentic. And that's why we end up leaving feeling kind of icky or drained because we were overexerting and trying to be something we're not or receiving stuff from people who are doing the same thing, right? So I think it's really important that you think about showing up this way, even if in the past you've had a certain energy all the time that people know you to have, you can always, every single day, choose to be different and choose to move forward from anything from your past. Like if you needed a moment to think about that, it's really important to think about that because no, you're not defined by your past unless you let it define you. So unless you're continuing to wallow in your mistakes from the past and your old personality or things like that. Yeah, you're going to stay that way. But if you choose what you really want to be and you make decisions and actions that support the better version of you that you're trying to be, that's all that matters in the long run. And this is a perfect time to practice that because everybody in your family or friend groups in the holidays are some part of your past because you're all gathering because you all have meaning to each other, right? It's your community. And this is the perfect time for you to practice your changes. Maybe you just straight up tell people like, hey, I'm really working on no longer drinking. I'm really working on 
my anger management or something like that, you know, and if it's your close circle, like they shouldn't judge you, you know, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. That's like one of my favorite phrases. And I tell that to a lot of my friends who are just like, why do you always like do really well with not seeming like other people's opinions of you matter? And I'm like, cause I know who I am and that's all that matters. And I know that if my actions don't reflect that, I will own it, own up to it and clear it. Or I will just keep moving forward. I'm not going to hold myself like in this weird zone of like anger and sadness that, oh, I messed up again. You know, like that stuff doesn't serve anyone. You know, you just need to move forward and be that way. But again, going back to it, anybody in your friends and family that should, that matters to you should understand that you are allowed to grow and change. You know, a lot of people it's uncomfortable because they are not growing and changing or even considering it. But that's not your problem. You know, that's not your problem. That's nothing. That's not your business. You just show up, be who you are. People judge you, whatever. You don't need to just be like, yeah, who am I kidding? Give me some wine. You know, if you're trying to stop drinking or yeah, who am I kidding? I'm just going to start being the angry drunk again. Like I always am at family parties or something, you know, whatever it is, you know, maybe those aren't even things that happen to you, but those are just examples because Um, it's really important that you also hold space for family members who are also trying to be different. You know what I mean? So that is a really important concept and topic that I kind of wanted to drive home. Um, So I hope that that spoke to you to some extent, because I know that it's definitely been important for me and changed a lot of the way that I exist in the holiday season with family members, especially the ones that kind of give me the ick, I guess. You know what I mean? So I'm about to share with you something that in my 10 years of working as what I kind of jokingly call a strength therapist, (laughs) uh, because I oftentimes am strength training people and also therapizing them, (laughs) not trying to therapize them, but we end up in a sort of relationship where they are very comfortable with communicating things that are very vulnerable to me. And I have like sharpened my skills for like active listening, vulnerability, and like good communication where I want to make sure that they know that they're heard and seen and that it's valuable, you know, that they mean something that matters because that matters to me. And I do believe that I don't just do that because it's what's expected. You know what I mean? Um, So I've had a lot of moments and this is a really important skill, guys. This is something to really, really, really consider, especially if you're somebody who's empathic like me. I've had many moments where I'm consulting clients who are like dealing with serious traumas, like really heavy shit and or just events in their life, you know, and I am like one of the few who know about it. So I kind of become a rock essentially for them. Um, Just, hey, I'm your trainer. And I'm also the only person who knows about this very specific heavy, dark event that happened, you know, and that can be really like heavy and nuanced to navigate as the receiver, because obviously I'm not a licensed therapist who goes through like schooling of how to like shed and ground emotions and keep things separate, like the client to practitioner type stuff. So I've had to kind of like go in and learn on my own or or learn from my clients who are therapists or just experience it and talk it through with other people and close friends who have a very similar occupation. Um, Because being an empathic human being, you absorb a lot of emotions. Like I am very emotionally sensitive. Like I, anything that I feel or that somebody is emitting, like I immediately transfer those emotions like it's very easy for me the moment somebody else starts crying I cry even though I don't know entirely what they're crying about yet you know (laughs) like energy is just really sensitive to me 
that's something where like I am really prone to being at risk of taking on too much emotions of other people. So the point of why I'm talking about this is because family things can be exactly like that. Like maybe you have family that is constantly projecting these really icky energies on you or somebody is confiding in you and telling you something with a lot of emotions behind it and you're not wanting to like carry those emotions throughout the rest of the party or something like that. You know, I was at a party a few years ago and somebody basically spilled, somebody I had just met spilled their entire like life eating disorder challenges on me and their tumultuous relationship with their mom and all this different stuff. And then I had to go back into the party and meet a whole bunch of family members that I hadn't met yet. <laughs> so that was a very interesting experience because I needed to be present with her and empathetic. But at the same time, I had to shed that immediately somehow and put my face back on for the rest of the family. You know what I mean? So it's a very interesting situation that a lot of us face that maybe a lot of people aren't talking about. So that's why I'm kind of talking about it because there's some skills that I have sharpened more of a mentality, I would say, that has really helped me get through this type of incident and move forward. I wouldn't necessarily say incident, circumstance, I guess. Okay, so what is that mentality? So again, when people project their insecurities onto you, or they might confide in you, overshare, probe, or a multitude of things, and you may not get that chance to use the bathroom excuse again, right? So it's okay. Sometimes, especially if it's something that you do want to partake in and you want to be there for the family member or something, or you can't get out of it. Maybe somebody is doing it to you and you're not able to like leave the situation. Something as simple as making a mental note in the moment of not taking anything that happens in the conversation to heart and just leaving that gathering and maybe you're in your car by yourself or something, think in your head or say out loud like, all right, I'm letting go of everything that gave me negative energy tonight. It's not for me. It has no benefit living in my mind. And sometimes it's not as easy as just saying that. But in the actual moment during the conversation, if you realize like and are mindful of your feelings, just kind of shutting down and give give fluffy answers back. Like if people want to say things like you can just straight up be like, you know, I'm just really not comfortable discussing that right now. Or, oh, I'm sorry you're going through that. That must be really tough. You know, just say things that are kind of like fluffy, nice responses and just don't continue to engage in the conversation. And if it just keeps going, if you have somebody who's an oversharer or something like that, then just say like, hey, you know what? I really am sorry you're going through this or whatever, but I I would like to spend some time with the other family members I don't usually get to see since this is the holiday gathering together, you know, so if you don't mind, I'm going to go and talk with other family members, you know, I'm going to go engage with other people. And if they're butthurt or whatever, like whatever, it is what it is. It's not your fault. You're like not their therapist or something like that. Uh, And you're not obligated to sit and like spend the entire event talking to one person just because of whatever, you know, because you might be feeding their insecurity of like having to talk to other people and they know that they can just keep you captivated and then just make you sit there all night long. You know what I mean? And that's definitely not fair to you. And also not something you're responsible for or obligated to do again, right? You know, you don't owe anybody anything. That's like the theme of this entire chat. (laughs) If you come away with anything, it's that you remember that you actually don't owe anybody anything. But another concept, if all those other two kind of thought processes don't necessarily resonate, something that um, one of my best friends and I kind of discussed because she works with the VA 
and um, she deals with a lot of veterans that have a lot of PTSD. And they very often, especially the males, tend to project their mental health onto her. And they will either share stories that are very graphic or say things that are mean. You know, there's a lot of a multitude of things that come from patients with PTSD. And so something her and I were talking about is that in a very similar sense, um, you know, sometimes I will even get clients in the past that would were very insecure and had a lot of challenges. And then uh, they never took responsibility for their own input into their circumstance. So maybe they were secretly binge eating on the weekends or they weren't managing their stress or following any of the stuff. And then they're like, I'm just not losing weight or I'm gaining more weight. And this is your fault. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't get that very often, but the few times I did, it would always bother me more because it was so rare. You know what I mean? But it was always a reflection of the internal state of that person. They would always do that to other people. There's people that they would, I could always tell because it was people who were constantly having friend fights and fights with their partner and, you know, all this different stuff. And they were like cutting people off and, you know, all this jazz. And I was like, I think this is a you thing. So I'm not going to let it bother me. But I didn't say that to them, obviously. But in a similar way, you kind of have to remember that. Like we, so my friend and I kind of thought of this concept where you're like, you have this bubble around you and it's really soft, but it's also lined with like barbed wire. So things can kind of get in, they can get through it because it's not like a hard wall. But at the same time, if something tries to get too far in, it's going to get poked, right? It's going to be like blocked essentially. So you stay soft, but you also hurt. It's kind of the same concept of the soft front, strong back. And because you're trying to stay penetrable, essentially, where you are able to communicate and transfer things to and from person to person. However, you're not letting people in to protect your space. So that same kind of imagery always helps me think about when I have to shed stuff and reground because it's like I had these interactions, I had these exchanges, but now nothing is going to get in and bother me because I like my state internally. Like I like who I am and where I am and how I was before I showed up to this party or whatever. And so it's just going to like bounce right off me, right? So thinking about it kind of with imagery sometimes helps a lot of people too. So sometimes people need to verbally say things like, all right, I'm letting go, like I said before, or some people need to just have some imagery and picture it when they're experiencing it, right? These are just great little tips here and there because I think a lot of times we get too practical with how to deal with certain things, but sometimes like the brain has such a strong capability to process stuff or shed stuff for this matter, just by thinking about it and like giving yourself like this imagery and or like verbal shedding. And I think that that's really important. But on that same note, I found some really good practices like journaling or different grounding things that can be really beneficial as well. So sometimes all I need after like a really exhausting week is like getting my toes in the sand and enjoying some one-on-one time with the ocean. Others might need to take like a solo hike in the woods or lay in the grass, reading like a fiction book in the sunshine, or just going to a coffee shop and having your favorite beverage. And maybe that's where you journal or something like that. Or maybe that's where you read a book or maybe just be present and you observe what's going on around you. But being present is really key when you're trying to ground. You can't ground by sitting and laying on your bed and scrolling 
doesn't matter if you have a face mask on and your favorite lo-fi playing or something like that. That's not grounding. It's distracting. Unfortunately, you have to, electronics don't really have a place with grounding. So grounding is really like it's human to earth. Like that's all it is. It's human to earth. You can't connect to the earth through your phones, your iPads, your TVs, you know, that's just muting or numbing. So a lot of us like to believe that, oh, I love to use TikTok because it helps me just like decompress. Kind of, but not really. (laughs) Mostly not really, honestly, (laughs) because there's just no way for you to actually connect with yourself because you're going outer body. You're still creating thoughts that are given to you from some content creator that's on your phone or whatever, right? You're not creating thoughts, inspiring thoughts on your own. And the only way you can do that is when you're present with what's going on in the now with things that are not electronic. And I probably sound like an old grumpy grandma saying that, but it's actually just true, especially from a spiritual world. That's like, if you're somebody who is more connected to yourself and the earth and whatever, you probably have gone to retreats or you spent time where they make you not use your electronics (laughs) and you get radically connected to the world again. Um, More so like the literal world, not necessarily people, but it's also kind of a metaphor for why we're so disconnected now like we're more connected than ever but we're more disconnected than ever and we hear that a lot because it's true you know there's some great factors that come from it but ultimately if we just spent as much time trying to actually talk on the phone and write letters and create parties and gatherings and you know whatever with the real people in the real life we'd have such a richer life from that than we have from just being like I'm in her Facebook group and I'm on this thing and I watch this person's live. You know, those things are great, but they're not the same as actually like true connection with people in real life, right? That's something that I think is important to think about and implement when you are coming out of the stressful season of the holidays is spend time by yourself, spend time with your loved one, grounded, no electronics, like really connect, be present. And also like another place that I personally have loved to process emotions and move through things is like an infrared sauna. And that might sound funny, but you need to be in there for like 30 to 45 minutes. And I usually would bring in like earbuds and listen to binaural beats. If you don't know what those are, look them up. They're certain wavelengths of sound that kind of connect to our brain. I use that a lot for meditation, especially in the infrared sauna, because it's a lot of time where like you shouldn't be on your phone in an infrared sauna it'll overheat like literally (laughs) because infrared saunas heat like the sun heats so they're waves of heat they're not just heat coming out of like a hot box and so you shouldn't be on your phone in there so it's a really good time where you're just like you're there present with yourself and if you put on some sounds to kind of focus on it's a really great time to kind of reground and disconnect you know I used to always go to this little spa that had a private space for where you could reserve time in their infrared sauna so you could probably google around in your city and see a lot of cryotherapy shops have them or just local spas I would say that the most profound healing that I've ever had for myself in my time when I lived up in Portland was at that place in that sauna like no joke I don't know where I'd be without those moments in solitude there like seriously so whatever you choose You just need to bring that into a ritual if work, family, or friend events during the holidays, like, continue to stress you, like, the fuck out, you know? Like, you have to trust me. You need to bring a ritual in for regrounding because it's going to help you reset and stay in your power, really. All right, as I kind of wrap this chat up, one of the final concepts that I wanted to share my experience with you in is hyper fixating on how you look 
when you're seeing family or friends who you only see like maybe annually during the holidays and the stress that often comes with it. So you are as you are in this moment, like recognize that for a second. I know we're always constantly thinking I need to be skinnier. Soon I'm going to be skinnier. I'm trying to kind of diet. I'm always on a diet, you know, whatever it is, I'm not happy with who I am now. Maybe you're somebody who's trying to gain weight. You don't feel like you don't have a healthy enough physique or whatever. Maybe you don't have enough muscle. There was more constant critiques of our bodies, right? Always. But who you are in this moment is what you're working with right now. This is what you got, right? And you're going to show up because in a week you can't change your body very much to when you show up to your family's gathering, right? And you just have to own where you're at right now. You have to be proud of who you are in this moment because that body that you hate, she's keeping you alive and functioning. She helped you show up to that party, right? The face wrinkles maybe you're nervous about that are new to you because you're getting older and your aunt points them out because she's always known you as a little kid and she's like, oh, you're getting wrinkly. Those wrinkles tell a story about your life. Like for me, I like how many wrinkles I have from smiling so much. I have wrinkles at the ripe age of 30 because I smile a lot in my life. Like I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. (laughs) You know, I'll do things like I'm a big fan of like retinol for helping my skin stay healthier and age more like gracefully, quote unquote. But I'm not going to be like shy and mad and try to hide my wrinkles. Like whatever, you know, especially because it meant that I smiled and laughed a lot. And maybe you put on some extra weight this year or the last few years. Oftentimes that just shows that you've been, for a lot of females, extra weight gain tends to show that you've been putting others first for too long or for a while. You know, maybe you're going through a personal healing journey and that encouraged you to put on some weight as you kind of let yourself stop being in a diet mindset for once. But regardless of how you got there, a lot of people forget that health is like a range of body fat percentages, not just one, not just like the leanest version of yourself is not your healthiest self. Oftentimes the leanest version of yourself has always been an underfed, unhealthy version of you. So even if like people praise you for it, I know that's the hardest thing because like I was talking about that story about that person I met at the party who was just telling me their entire life story and their eating disorder history. She said the reason she lost the most weight and is super thin now is because she's dealing with some significant depression and body image issues are getting exemplified with it because she's not eating. She's depressed. She's suicidal. There was a lot of things going on and she was her thinnest and all her family can do when they would see her this holiday season is, oh my gosh, you look so great. Can you like, has that happened to you? You know, I know can't be the only one that have heard this kind of story before. And I've had multiple clients tell me that too. Like the amount of praise they get for being less healthy because they're losing weight because our society praises skinny. Like that's a whole mind fuck in general. (laughs) I really try to keep the F-bombs low on this, but like, that's just what that is. And it's something that we have to acknowledge and try to constantly remind ourselves to move away from. It doesn't matter if somebody praises your body. It's better if people don't comment on your body at all. That's what body neutrality is. It doesn't matter what your body shows up as. Like, like I said in the beginning, you are as you are in this moment, you're working with what you got right now. And you have to be proud of that in this moment and continue to work on your health and wherever your body ends up as you get healthier is the body that is right for you. Not the body that's on a magazine, not the body that's praised on social media. The body that you have with your genetics and the level of effort you want to put forth and the lifestyle you have, that is your healthiest body, okay? 
So you have to remember that aiming to get yourself into what is the healthiest for you, where you have the best sleep, the best energy, you're eating well, you're nourished, your skin looks great, your hair is healthy, your nails look good. That's your healthiest body. And that oftentimes is a higher body fat percentage than we think. Rewind that if you have to hear it again. It's really important that you understand that concept, okay? But overall, nobody has the right to judge or make comments about your body. So when they do, it's always a reflection of their internal state. It actually doesn't mean anything about your external state. Okay. So remember that anything somebody says about you is a reflection of their internal state. So you have to just shed that. You have to be like, internally, you have to be like, Ooh, I'm sorry. You're dealing with your own insecurities right now, but don't try to put them on me. But it's very important that you remind yourself of the you who is in this present personality and physically and who you are becoming is the most important thing for you to focus on, especially when you're around a bunch of people who are just going to remind you of who you were or have been. So remember and remind yourself who you are in the present and who you're becoming because that's what matters the most. All right, Rebel, I know that that might be something that you wanted to hear again. So maybe replay that if that is very helpful. I know there's a lot of big nuggets of wisdom there in the end, and I hope they kind of hit you hard in the chest in a good way, um, because I think it's really important that we really hold space for ourselves. We're proud of ourselves. We exist as we are, and we know who we are, and we stand confident in that. You know what I mean? We can be soft, vulnerable, and like warm, loving human beings, but we also need to hold our space, and we also need to know what is right for us, what's serving us, and what isn't, and disregard everything that is not serving you this holiday season. So I hope that today's chat or pep talk rather, was exactly the thing that you didn't know you needed, or maybe you knew you needed it and it was there for you. <laughs> Regardless, I want you to own this holiday season and take only what is for you and leave the rest. I am considering doing a little open-ended Q&A. Um, if anybody wants to like submit questions, DM them to at Rebel Wellness Podcast. They can be about anything health, anything you want me to answer for you. And I will pick a random one each week starting in January in our podcast moving forward and I will answer them at the end of each episode. Um, so if you want to do that or you can email hello at kayleelorent.com and send us or submit a random health question that you have for me there. I am looking forward to seeing you in the new year. Um, we will have one more episode That'll be fresh and new. And then we're going to be dropping an entire series in December of the best ofs. So it'll be some of the best clips and popular things that launched in this first year of Rebel Wellness. And it has been an amazing year. We are nearing in on 12,000 streams for the year, which is fantastic. And so I'm very excited and happy that you have been here and a part of the journey. All right, Rebel, that's it for today's episode share it again with anybody you think needs to hear this uh, episode. I think this one is actually one that a lot of people could benefit from for sure. But I'd also love if you love this show, either screenshot and share it. If you're listening to the episode, many of you have done that recently and I'm so thankful for you for doing that. Um, but also throw us a five-star rating or maybe a comment rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts because that would help us spread the word and grow our show. All right, celebrate your strength and nourishment. Walk with confidence and I will catch you next week on another episode of Rebel Wellness. If you are still listening, thank you for tuning in to our latest episode of Rebel Wellness. If you've been enjoying our conversations around health, fitness, and wellness, 
I have some exciting news for you. So if you would love to join our newsletter group, you can join us on coachkales.com or you can join my Stan store at stan.store backslash kales, K-A-I-L-E-S. And that's an awesome opportunity for you to snag some freebies that I've created, including a macro hack grocery list that is going to help you kind of design a custom grocery list, especially for following macronutrients. Because as you know, if you didn't listen to my macros in May series, I would go back to those episodes because it has been a game changer for so many of our listeners for getting more on top of how to shape their physique and their health goals with the food they're eating. So don't sleep on that. Go get your free download, S-T-A-N, like Stan the man, stan.store backslash kills. And you can also join our newsletter from that. And if you would like to reach out to me, chat, maybe work together, you can also contact me through my website, coachkales.com. And I would absolutely love you to join our Rebel Wellness Podcast Instagram, which is at Rebel Wellness Podcast. And you can also join my flagship coaching page at Coach by Kales. That's where it all began. That's where I share the most um, kind of custom to what I work on specifically with my clients on that page. So join that one. It's all feminine wellness focused and I share some great stuff, some goofy stuff, things that you just don't want to miss as well as healthy recipes and things and easy recipes because we all kind of need some easy grab and go things, don't we? So I would love you to join both those pages as you'll be joining a community of like-minded females who are all committed to living their best lives. So hit that follow button and I would love if you felt the need to share and rate our podcast. We would love that. Anyways, thanks for listening and I hope to catch you next Sunday or say hello on the gram.